Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army, fantasy football fans, fanatics? It's your man, Jordan Reigns. I'm back again with another episode of the IDP Army podcast. If it's your first time listening to the show or viewing the show, appreciate that. Subscribe, like, you know, stick around. You guys are going to want to come back. There's great content here for IDP fantasy football and for all fantasy football. Um, yeah, we're, you know, we're an IDP fantasy football podcast, you know, inclusive, disruptive, proficient is what I like to say IDP stands for, but it really means individual defensive players, but that's what we're going to be covering tonight. We're going to be talking about some defensive back rankings. All right. So it's been a little while since I've done a show by myself, had a lot of guests on recently, which has been really fun and awesome. I uh, have had a guy helping me co-host That's Joe. You guys know him from the last couple of shows. So yeah, but tonight, Back to my old self, doing my own thing. We're going to do some defensive backs. Before we get into that, I want to say shout out to the Patreons. It's been really cool to uh, see people come out and support me there and, you know, really just kind of validate all the work that I've been doing the last couple of years in IDP and fantasy football, getting a lot of good feedback on the IDP index, uh, the ultimate IDP index. So that's pretty dope. Um, Appreciate that. Um, As always, appreciate Sleeper. Shout out to them. They just put out their ADP information pretty much for everybody to see. So, that is going to be uh, pretty useful. I know underdogs kind of where everybody gets their ADP right now, but I mean, that's a different kind of draft than, than a, a redraft or a dynasty. So, I mean, those things will vary and getting more information and their transparency there is pretty, pretty awesome. So appreciate that. Um, yeah, I just want to say, make sure you listen to our other new show, the offensive points podcast. That is, I think they're recording like right now, actually too. So keep an eye out for them. But like I said, we're going to do a uh, defensive back rankings tonight. So, as usual, we're going to do things through the sleeper platform. So if a guy is a defensive back on sleeper, we're going to include him in our ranks. I don't think there was any guys that were a linebacker slash DL or DB, maybe Jeremy Chin, but somebody said that he's only a defensive back now recently to me. So I haven't double checked. that. I think he's still both, but 
Um, we're just gonna lead it off. All right. The number one defensive back, these are consensus. This is not just mine, this is mine and Joe. We kind of had a, a group thing going, but our number one defensive back going into this season is going to be no surprise here, Jamal Adams. Um, you know, it's he only played 12 games last year, which was not, you know, great, but I mean he put up great points. He put up 247 points. He still finished as a top 12 defensive back, even though he only played 12 games. 247 points. He broke the NFL defensive back uh, sack record, which he did that and then some. Ended up with nine and a half sacks, which um, anybody who knows how the sack totals went this year, that put him in the top uh, top 15 easily at sacks this season. Um, so he's he's a prolific player. Everybody knows that. The thing about him that I really like is the impact plays stay high with him. We have you know years now of Jamal Adams playing at a high level. 21 impact plays in is a rookie, 32 and 18, 33 and 19, and 25 this last year. Um, that's huge. You know, those are plays that are going to be high leverage plays. They're going to be potential turnovers. They're going to be sacks. Uh, and he, he does a lot in that department. Um, you know, the other defensive backs just don't do. He has upside that other players do not have. He's had a career high in tackles for a loss this year. Again, still only playing 12 games, even though he's played uh, full seasons before. Career lows and pass deflections, though. But, you know, like I said, he was used to blitz a lot and create a manufactured pass rush for the Seahawks uh, where he got traded last summer. That was actually a really big story of last summer. Um, you know, the things you really have to look at him with are his averages stay high. His solo tackles this last year, he averaged five solo tackles per game, basically, which, I mean, that's incredible right there as a baseline for a guy that's putting up. I mean, redonkulous impact plays. I mean, it's just he just far and away lights out the best defensive back for IDP in the NFL uh, right now. So he's our defensive back one. I kind of call him the Travis Kelsey of his position, him and TG and TJ Watt, because they really just provide a nice bump over the next best guy as far as points per game. And that matters. You know, every week, every every week is about, you know, winning. We've all lost games by one and two, three points. Every point counts. So um, if he's going to give me a positional advantage, I'm going to take it. So Jamal Adams is our number one. Our number two was Buda Baker. Uh, no surprise here either. He actually just tweeted something the other day. PFF put out their safety rankings. PFF, you all know what it's all about over there. But um, he pretty much put him on blast there. He's like the 16th ranked safety for them, which is whatever. Uh, but he's number two for us. Why? Because he is a beast. He's a tackle monster. Uh, and his impact plays have been going up every year since he's been in the NFL. So those are two things you really love. He actually was the only player last season, not, not 2020, but 2019, to go over 100 uh, solo tackles. So uh, that was a pretty big deal for him. Pretty big deal for anybody, I mean, honestly, to uh, to get that number of tackles um, and to do it from the defensive back position. You know, that was really crazy. So Buda Baker, that's who we're talking about right now. If you guys are uh, just listening, um, just joining us. Um, but he nabbed his two first career interceptions this last year, which is kind of crazy. Back-to-back games. We all saw the one where he almost took it to the house, but DK Metcalf's big ass caught up to him. Um, you would have thought he had more interceptions before that, you know, kind of just He's in that mold of a player you you think of as an impact player, a truly high-level, prolific impact player. But his impact plays every year since coming in the league have been 14, 15, 16, and 18. So he's trending up, but he's never had that super high number that you probably thought he did. And like I said, I just, you know, the guy right before him, Jamal Adams, 21, 32, 33, 25. I mean, he did, in two years, he's done what Buda Baker's done in his whole career impact play-wise. So that should give you an idea of how they're different players. 
but the tackle floor that Buddha provides at such a high level and the fact that he he blitzed a lot last year. He did not get home, but he he actually blitzes a lot more than I kind of realized. He's got a little more upside. Um, Consistency-wise, he's almost always out there. I think he missed part of a game because he like broke his thumb or something this last year, but he, he he's good to go. So Buda Baker is our number two going into this year. Not really a surprise. It's pretty chalky. You know, I mean, that's chalk. That's about as chalk as it comes in fantasy in, in any positions. You know, Jamal Adams, Buda Baker. I mean, that's Devontae Adams. That's Tyreek Hill. Um, that's Saquon CMC, you know, so that's kind of what you thought. Number three, this is a fun one. Okay. Now I don't know if you guys saw, I retweeted him, uh, and we love him. It's Jeremy Chen, uh, just a, a good all around player, a really a physical specimen did, did some big things, set a record this year. He had a touchdown on back to back defensive plays. Um, Poor Kirk Cousins. That's my dude. Feel bad for him, but he kind of got taken to the cleaners by Jeremy Chin. Uh, played 16 games, 251 points this last year, 117 combined tackles. Love to see that. Five pass deflections. What's a good number for a strong safety? Two forced fumbles. I mean, honestly, as a baseline, he put up a really uh, a pretty prolific season for a rookie. He comes in for us at number three, uh, essentially because you know two years ago, if you if you go back, you can remember Eric Reed was playing this position for the Panthers, and he finished the season as the number one safety and as the number two overall defensive back behind Logan Ryan two years ago. So it's not really shocking or surprising that Jeremy Chin was successful as a rookie. We a lot of you know the IDP people who do projections and do rankings did anticipate that for Jeremy Chin, but it was just, you know, good validation to see it all come to play. 16.8 points per game. That's a really high number for a defensive back. Um, And I I expect him to grow. You know, I mean, a lot of people have a hard time projecting future success on players that have had even a modicum of success. And that's kind of a, you know, a hedge, I suppose, for people. But Jeremy Chin, I mean, I think there is, and I do truly believe there is more upside to be had. Only two tackles for a loss. Um, You know, I think that number could easily go up. a decent, a decent bit, five pass deflections. Like I said, you like that number from a guy who's playing mostly in the box, two touchdowns that he'll, he'll do that again. That's twice as many as Jalen Rager had, I think. So, uh, you know, shout out to the rookies, um, and two forced fumbles. He's disruptive. And this is a team that's trending the right way. He might be put in some more positions going forward to, uh, you know, play some more high leverage snaps. Maybe he does blitz a little bit more this year than last year. So if there's still meat on the bone for Jeremy Chen, um, you know, he comes in for us at number three. Uh, if you can get him in dynasty right now, you should be trying really hard to do that uh, because I don't think you're going to have to pay top three prices for him. You know, um, maybe you do. Maybe you don't. I've been lucky. I've kind of drafted him in, in most of the leagues that I need him in and the leagues I don't have him in. I have other really good defensive backs, but he's a guy where if people are buying this whole you know, he, we can't just say he's taking a step forward. Maybe he stays the same or even regresses. Those are the people that believe that narrative that you need to be reaching out to. Now, if there are people like me that are gassing him up and saying, look, like it's pretty much lights out show, you know, it's showtime for Jeremy Chin. I might be a little hesitant to go get him because some of these guys lower down on this list past three are going to do just fine for you. I mean, they might, there's a good chance they'll even do better than Jeremy Chin. Um, and some of them have, a proven track record of more success than Jeremy Chin. So don't go breaking the bank for Jeremy Chin. Now, I anticipate good things for him. I expect good things for him. I want good things for him. But I'm just letting you know that it's, you know, he's not a player where he's not TJ Watt. Okay. Close, but he's not TJ Watt. So don't, don't go, you know, leverage, don't go mortgaging your house to go get him. Okay. That's kind of where I'm going with that. So we will, woo, almost spill my tea. Ooh, we need to spill some tea on here sometime. Tea time with Jay. 
Y'all like some tea to be spilled? I got plenty of tea, but uh, that's why I got plenty of tea because I don't spill it. All right, where are we at here? Moving on down the list, we got Jesse Bates. Okay, if you're on YouTube, I'm giving you a sneak peek of the whole list. But Jesse Bates comes in as our number three defensive back. I don't have a really cool graphic for him, so I'm pulling up the whole list. But, you know, essentially Jesse Bates, he's another player that's just been trending up every year. 11 impact plays as a rookie, 14 the next year, 21 this season. Um, you know, he set career high in pass deflections. He had 15. That's a huge number. Um, and he's kind of getting uh, the, the the recognition he deserved. You know, he's been a good safety since he's come into the league. But because the Bengals before Burrow got there were kind of a shit show, it was hard for anyone to say this player is objectively good on that team. It was kind of like, well, you know, uh, you know, hedging. You know, I mean, the, the only guy who really got gassed up was uh, Joe Mixon. And he's probably, I mean. Is he, he's good. I don't, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Joe Mixon, people don't come after me, but, uh, you know, Jesse Bates, a hundred combined tackles, a hundred, 111, a hundred and 109 each of his three years. That's consistency. Put up 15 pass deflections this year, which is really where Jesse Bates took a step forward was in his ability to cover, to cover long distances, to cover effectively, to, you know, forcing completions, you know, turn the ball over third downs. They're passing Jesse Bates puts it away. That's kind of where he made his hay this year was in his pass deflections. 15 of them in total, like I said, that accumulated or that accounted for, um, you know, three fourths of his of his overall impact plays. You know, I, I generally like guys that get behind the line of scrimmage a little bit more, um, but guys that are good in coverage are also going to be pulling down interceptions, which another really cool, consistent thing about Jesse Bates. He's started all 16 games since coming into the league all three years and every year he has three interceptions. So you better fucking believe my projections are going to have him with three interceptions this year because. That's his average three, three, three. Yeah. hundred, hundred plus tackles. I mean, you can't, you can't ask for anything more from Jesse Bates um, and PFF. He was their highest graded safety this year, but he couldn't even crack their uh, top 10 rankings. So shout out to PFF y'all killing it over there. Um, all right. Who's next up on this list? What we got here? We got, oh, this is a good one. We got my man Jabril Peppers coming in hot for you guys. All right. So you all know my love for Jabril Peppers. Um, and you should love Jabril Peppers too. Like there shouldn't be like a oh Jordan's a, a crazy Jabril Peppers guy. Like you should be high as on Jabril Peppers. Fifteen impact plays in 2018. Not too bad. Wasn't as a full time starter. That was his last year with the Browns. 2019 got injured early. Had 15 impact plays. He was pacing for a defensive back five season, but people didn't want to believe it. So last year you could still get him in your drafts as a as a, a high end DB two. I heard people calling him just a mid round DB two. Um, I don't see much of those people around anymore, but they were saying, no, I don't know if I believe it. Bill Peppers, I don't know if I can, you know, I don't know if it's a real thing. Well, you know, he just went out there and blew the doors off everybody. 24 impact plays, career high tackles for loss, eight, career high tackles, 91, career high pass deflections, 11. Yes, 11 pass deflections. He can cover a little bit. Career high sacks, two and a half. He just went out there and did career, career shit. Um, and that's kind of what this Giants defense did last year, just like in a, a very general sense, was they got shit done for you. Um, Blake Martinez, you know, and Jabril Peppers were not drafted there, but they were brought there, and they're kind of the anchors of that team now. Same thing with Leonard Williams, who we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the show. You know, these guys weren't drafted there, but they've made some really smart offseason acquisitions, and they've brought in some players that have, you know, good draft capital and have shown themselves to be, you know, Durable-ish, I you know, durable. I mean, uh, Jabril did miss a little time last year, but Blake Martinez is, is an Iron Man. 
and it's making a difference. You know, things are looking optimistic for the Giants. If Daniel Jones can, I mean, if he can even take a baby step forward, I mean, this team is, I mean, that's forward, you know, and they're not in a terrible spot right now. But um, Grill Peppers, I mean, I'm really just kind of projecting more of the same for him. We know he's an impact player. I don't, you know, I'm known to say I don't watch college football. I don't watch a lot. I have not watched a lot in my life. I knew who Jabril Peppers was, okay, when he was coming out of Michigan. Uh, that's, you know, Jabril Peppers was a name that on defense that was polarizing. And you just, you knew who he was. And, you know, he came into the Browns when the Browns were still dog shit. And they didn't play him right. And, you know, people just said, okay, that's who Jabril Peppers is now. He's a guy who's not an impact player, who can't be trusted on the field, and uh, who isn't very good. The reality is he was on a team that was mismanaged, uh, poorly coached, and didn't know what the F they were doing. They got rid of him to bring in OBJ, who's been, I mean, I mean, how's that worked out for you? I mean, he's played a handful of games, but I mean, what? You know, I mean, I don't know, whatever. Jabril Peppers, y'all dumb getting rid of him. That's all I'm trying to say. So if people are still kind of eh on Jabril Peppers, which I don't think anybody is anymore, but he he's a top five safety or top five defensive back in my mind. He comes in at number five for us consensus. I think I had him a little bit higher, but um, Joe pushed Jesse Bates up and, he, and, and deservedly, you know, Jesse Bates does have one more high level season than Jabril Peppers. There's something to be said for consistency showing up constantly. Um, you know, that's going to be a tiebreaker whenever you have guys that are projecting really close, really similar. You know, it's really about the track record of health and the track record of, of performance. So Jesse Bates squeaked him out just a little bit. But I think Jabril Peppers this time next year, he might, you know, nothing wrong top five, but he might be top three this time next year in the conversation. So we're going to move on to another awesome safety. And this is a guy who really doesn't get as much respect as he should. He kind of has started to in in, in recent um, days, weeks, years. Uh, I don't know what the right way to say that is, but that would be uh, Denver Broncos safety, Justin Simmons. You know, 96 tackles this last year. You know, you don't really think of Justin Simmons as being like a monster tackler, but if you go look at the last three years, he's hasn't hit 100, but he's gone over 90 each of the last three seasons. Um, you love to see that. The past deflections are always pretty high. He had 15 last or two seasons ago, only nine this year, but five interceptions. So can't be mad at that at all. 15.6 um, points per game. That's a that's a solid number. I mean, like I said earlier with uh, Chin, I mean, that's only about one point less per game than Chin. Um, 77 of his, uh, oh, I'm sorry, last season, it's really interesting. He finished as the uh, defensive back seven. This last year, two years ago, he finished as defensive back seven. I've got him in my rankings right now as defensive back six. So I'm I'm not saying he's going to take a step forward, but again, there's something to be said about consistency, which I just brought up with um uh, with Bates and uh, Peppers. So one of the things I think is also trending positively for Justin Simmons is just that this team is going to be a little better. Their their pass rush is going to be improved because they're getting Von Bell or Von Miller back. Um, you know, so they're going to have two guys on the edge that are actually going to be able to pressure the quarterback, which means there's going to be more opportunities for turnovers. Not that Jesse Bates or not Justin Simmons needs more opportunities. He's already a ball hawk. I'm as good, I'm as close as they come to a ball hawk as you can get. 16 interceptions through five years. I mean, that's basically averaging five a year. Um, all right, that's six years. No. 16 through five years. That's like three, that's three a year. That's good. I mean, that's what Jesse Bates was doing. I would just mention him earlier. I did like to see the tackles for loss. He had a few of those this year. He's, he's more of a free safety, but he does play in the box a little bit. 
I mean, honestly, he's just one of the best all around defenders in the NFL. Um, people say that safe, I mean, you know, you kind of hear safety slander, but you really, you know, these difference making safeties are difference making pieces for defenses and for NFL teams. Um, and Justin Simmons is a difference maker, 100%. Now, we have not talked about Derwin James yet, um, who I'm sure a lot of people would tell you is a difference maker, and he is. But there is also something to said about being able to show up and make a difference year in and year out. We have seen Derwin James do that once, and he is on our list. We will get to him shortly. But before that, what's good, IDP Army? It's Jordan Reigns. And quickly, I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on, the Ultimate IDP Index. The Ultimate IDP Index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players, rookies or veterans for 2021. Inside, you're going to find contract information, tiered IDP rankings, detailed player production profiles going back to 2017, suggested trade values, and a whole lot more, including unique write-ups, unique videos that will only be available within the Ultimate IDP Index. But to me, probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly. So you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for the IDP Army Patreon today. Patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. Join the Black Ops tier and join the IDP Army today. We are back again. Thank you to the Patreons guys. Uh, I've got some really cool stuff that I'm going to have in the index in season. I mean, it's going to, I don't want to be like a drag, but I mean, it's not, it's going to kind of eliminate some of the need to go read all these articles about. It's just going to make things a lot easier for you. It's going to be very streamlined. It's not going to be a lot of, you know, it's digestible and in season, this is going to be something you're going to want. Okay. Right now it's got its own, it's got a practical purpose in season. I've got tweaks, updates coming for it. I mean, this is going to be, I mean, this is going to be a machete hacking through the weeds. This is going to be a Swiss army knife in your pocket. If you play IDP, I mean, if you don't have this and your league mates do your toast. So just putting that out there. All right. So next on our list is another player from the Bengals, which, you know, it's interesting. I actually want to comment quickly. It's interesting how much run the Bengals are getting right now, just in the overall fantasy conversation. Um, they're, they're in every conversation. Everybody's talking about Burrow, Mixon, Jamar Chase, Higgins. I mean, these guys get talked up a lot, and they're not even like the ones who've been the most productive. That's Tyler Boyd. I mean, these guys get talked up so much. I think there's something to be said about that. Um because a lot of them are young and, you know, this whole college football Debbie nebulous into fantasy thing has really made that team a team that a lot of those people have investment in. So I feel like they've come up and kind of been a, talked about a lot more. It's interesting now because the defensive side, we've been talking about their two starting safeties the past three years. Sean Williams and Jesse Bates have been holding it down. Now it's Von or it's Von Bell and uh, Jesse Bates. And but anyway, I was going to say, you know, it's it's interesting. Here we are again talking about the Bengals. Von Bell coming in at number seven for us um, was down a year on impact plays for him compared to 2019 uh, when he was with the Saints. He had 20 that year, only 13 this last year. But the thing you love about Je or Von Bell is that he did come through with the tackles for you. Um, 
114, which was a career high by a lot. That's about 20 more uh, tackles than he put up in any other season. Five pass deflections that tied a career high. So, you know, he's, he's, he's doing enough in coverage and he's always getting multiple pass deflections every single season. He always gets multiple forced fumbles every single season. You know, he's kind of an underrated defender in the NFL. I know uh, he did get uh, picked like when the, when the Bengals brought him in, they did pay him. I'm not exactly sure what his contract was. Three years, 18 million, not super duper dope money. But I mean, again, the, 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 the safety market is kind of depressed. I'm interested to see what happens when, I mean, we have guys coming off their rookie contracts right now. I mean, we've got Jamal Adams. We've got Derwin James coming up. Minka Fitzpatrick's coming up. The safety market, what it is right now is, I mean, you know, the, it's going to be crazy to see what happens next year. Let's just put it that way. Um, so Von Bell's contract, three years, 18 million, is probably going to look pretty good considering the kind of production you get from him. Multiple uh, turnover-worthy plays out here, um, a lot of tackles, and he he do- really doesn't miss games. So that's something you love about him. He comes in at seven for us. I don't want to dwindle too long on him because our next player is somebody that everybody loves or everybody should love. That is Antoine Winfield Jr. This dude is a ball player. He is fun to watch. He plays with some some hustle. He can get he gets blitzed because Todd Bowles is out here blitzing him. Uh, Fourteen in place impact plays as a rookie. A little bit of a ball hawk, you know. You wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily think he was a massive ball hawk, but six pass deflections for a rookie is not bad. He did have one interception as well. Um, like I said, I said earlier, fourteen impact plays. He came up with ninety four combined tackles. Uh, that's pretty dang good. You know, again, we're talking about a rookie player here who's on a team with Levante David, who's on a team with Devin White, who are respective alphas at their positions. He's got two of the best edge rushers in the league, one of the best defensive tackles with Dominic and Sue. Um, 16 game starter as a rookie, too. So anybody that's out there like, yeah, hey, I've seen, you know, kind of like with with Chin, I've seen some people trying to throw cold water on Antoine Winfield Jr. And I, I just don't see it. You know, he he's on a, a team that's I mean, the team is built to beat people on offense and on defense, and there's enough for everyone. There's four quarters of every game, and if you're out there playing a 1,000 snaps and Todd Bowles is your coach and Tom Brady is your quarterback, I mean, you you get, you get to eat. Um, and Antoine Winfield didn't even eat as much as he probably should have with 14 impact plays. I think that's going to go up this next year. Only one tackle for loss, but he had three sacks. So you know he spends time behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, it's kind of crazy that he only came up with one tackle for loss in that amount of time. I love him. Um, he's kind of high in our rankings. I think some people will, will tell you that. He's coming in at eight for us. But I'm bullish. You know, I mean, I'm just being honest. 94 tackles as a rookie. I mean, that's a number that, you know, players that you think of like like a a honey badger, a Tyron Matthew. Um, I want to vet that really quick, but I don't think Tyron Matthews ever even hit 100 tackles in his career. So that just kind of gives you an idea of what he was able to do uh, as a rookie going out there um, and just kind of, you know earning his right to be on the field with some of these guys. Yeah, Tyron Matthews never even had 90 tackle season. One of the best safeties in the NFL. And that's not to say a tackle means anything, but I mean we are measuring players' stats against each other. I mean, at the end of the day, you you have a resume based on your work, on what you do on the field. And for a rookie like Antoine Winfield to go out there and put up numbers like this, I don't just want to say, you know, it's just stonk straight to the moon and he's only going to go up. But there's no there's nothing that says he's going to go down. You know, and if you assume that he's learning more about the playbook and he's becoming more comfortable, which is what everybody says happens, then it makes sense to say that he's probably going to be better. Um, so 
I am not going to fade him because he's a rookie. I don't believe it, and I want to see it. I hate all that shit. People are like, oh, he's going to see it again. I mean, by the time you see something twice, you've missed two seasons of it. You know, I mean, what do you do? I mean, you living forever out here? I don't know if I'm, I mean, I want to win now, today, today, tomorrow, this trade, every interaction I have with you, I want to win, um, you know, and I want to help you go do that to the next person down the line. As long as I'm at the top of the pyramid winning, <laughs> uh, uh, that's just a joke, guys. All right. So like I said, Antoine Winfield, I think he's going to catch up more interceptions this year too. He only had one. Um, and with them forcing as many pressures on guys, I think, you know, the interceptions will go up as well. So Antoine Winfield, very bullish. Okay. Everybody's favorite safety in the whole NFL. He's already got his, his, uh, his bus put up in Canton, just waiting for him. All right. It's Derwin James. Coming in as our number 10 guy, that's probably going to be hot. People are probably going to be like, oh, my gosh, you hate Derwin James. I haven't seen Derwin James do anything special in three years. 2018 was his rookie season, guys. We've seen almost an entire presidency. We've seen a pandemic. We've seen the world's changed a lot, okay? You know, the the Chargers went to the, the to the, the playoffs that year with, uh, with Phil Rivers and Melvin Gordon, okay? The world's different now, all right? He had five games in 2019, which people, you know, when they talk about Derwin James, they always look way back. It's always back to the rookie season. Like, man, he was so good. But I'm like, you forgetting he played five games, played a third of a season in 2019. He didn't do anything special. Nothing. Not a special moment. Nothing. So, you know, it's just it's one of those things where you got to be careful. All right. He's good. He's great. But we I don't trust him. You know, we I got to see what you know, we got a new we got a whole new coaching staff. Staley's in there. Um, he did some good things with his safeties. Uh, with uh, but John Johnson was not super duper productive last year with Staley for the Rams. Two years before that, and the year before that, he was extremely productive under a different guy. So I just have questions about Derwin James on multiple levels. Personally, he is a defensive back one. He's ten for us. Um, you know, but the team's going through a transition. We have injury risk. It's it's a big year for him too. So the thing he's got going for him is everybody loves him. Okay, he got gassed up just today on the Around the NFL podcast. I heard some guys the other day talking about how he's a you know was a, somebody brought his name up recently on a, a podcast, an NFL podcast about maybe being a Hall of Famer, literally. And I was like, this is insane. He played he's played one season plus five games. You know, in the same amount of time. He's 24 years old. Jamal Adams has played like what, like seven, 65, 70 games, you know, and people want to dunk on this guy because he can't cover. Derwin James can't cover either from the bench. So it is what it is. He's in a he's in a contract year. Um, but, you know, when you really look at what he's he did, though, as a rookie, it really was his past deflections and coverage, which is the big is a big deal. You know, that's a kind of always weighted in the the world we live in right now in football. And he had 13 pass deflections and three interceptions as a rookie. So that kind of really got him gassed up. Only four tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. And the Chargers were really good that year. So he had a lot of things going for him. The hype really built, the swell, the ground swell built. But he came back, started five games in 2019. One pass deflection. A third of a season, he got one pass deflection. He got like, what's that, point, point 0.8 a game the year before. And he's getting like, I mean, almost nothing this next year. No sacks, three tackles for loss, which he had four in 2018, three in 2019. So that shows me maybe they were using him a little bit differently when he came back. Um, but again, if, if that's the case, if they're using him differently, 
the reason people are excited about Derwin James, his coverage ability and all that. Well, if he's not getting used like that, then we can't we can't logically be excited about that. So that's my spiel. I like Derwin James. I don't love Derwin James like some people. Um, I don't have him on any of my teams personally because the price is doesn't match the production. I mean, just flat out. I mean, so or it hasn't. So let's move on down the list. We got John Johnson, who I just actually spoke about of the of the now uh, the Browns. Um, he was of the Saint of the Saint Louis Rams. Ooh, boy, I'm taking him back from the L.A. Rams. Uh, he moved on for whatever reason. I don't know why that the, the the Rams didn't want to keep him around because he's one of the better safeties in the NFL. But the Browns keep adding pieces. Okay, they keep adding guys that can make plays. Johnson's really cool because he can play free safety really well, and he can play strong safety really well uh he's got a versatile skill set that allows him to get into coverage um you know and kind of make some plays 11 passes defended in 17 and 11 in 2018 uh that that's big you know those are two back-to-back years of high level production there in 2019 he did have a shoulder injury um which knocked him out but before that he was pacing uh, for 150 tackles, guys. He was pacing with Buda Baker that season. Buda Baker led the NFL, I believe, in tackles that season. Uh, 18, Jack Cunningham right behind him. But had he stayed healthy and on that pace, it would have been John Johnson. So we know John Johnson is capable of doing multiple things, uh, which is why the Browns made it a, a priority to to acquire him. Um, you know, they have safeties. They have Ronnie Harrison, another guy who can kind of do a lot. They have Delpit, who people are bullish on. He's more of a, a free safety, though. So it's going to be interesting to see how they deploy now if they do have all three of those guys healthy. Plus, they have a they have Sendejo or they have a, another guy named Redwine there. So they, they have a nice safety room, but their they're, they're alpha dog, their most versatile safety is John Johnson. Um, essentially, he's never going to leave the field. Um, he had 105 tackles this last year, as I alluded to earlier, eight pass deflections. Again, he's always going to do some big numbers in that department. So I've got, we got him as a, a line, a deep well, a defensive back one defensive back 11. I think there's even a little bit of meat on the bone there. Um, because he's on a, a really disruptive team. Not that he wasn't before, um, you know, he had Aaron Donald and, uh, Jalen Ramsey around him, guys like that, but he just have miles Garrett uh, and he does have some, you know, Lamar Jackson, who's had some issues with his, you know, holding on to the ball. So maybe he, he goes back to the mean median on mean on that. Um, you got Burrow coming off the injury. You know, there's a chance to, to slip up, you know, and then you got the um, Big Ben, you know, full full elbow surge, full elbow reconstruction, he says. So he's getting ready to I think we might we might go 30 for 30 with Big Ben this year. Winston, you better watch out. You might be uh, you might have to. You might have some competition with old Big Ben. So, anyway, John Johnson, he's set up for success. Don't don't forget about John Johnson. Don't treat him as anything other than a defensive back one this upcoming season, in my opinion. Um, and the last guy on our list is Harrison Smith. I actually just finished up an article about Harrison Smith, which should be up on Dynasty Nerds today, tomorrow, the next day. By the time you hear this, I'm sure it'll be on there. So go check it out. But He's kind of getting slept on this year, and I think it's it's not really his fault. Um, the Vikings did, were not the same defense they have always been under Zimmer. Uh, that was kind of obvious. The pass rush wasn't there. Um, but, you know, Harrison Smith did what he normally does. 
He just did a tiny bit less. 89 tackles, that's a solid number. He always kind of does that. Um, you know, he's never really gone super high. He had 100 his first season, but since then he's not. But he plays free safety and strong safety, so he's kind of moving around. It's a little harder to get the super gaudy tackle numbers unless you're staking strictly to strong safety. Uh, two tackles for loss, decent. Pass deflections are still up there for Smith. Like I said, he's a free safety. He got 10. Five interceptions, that's the one, two, three, third time in his career he's done that. Uh, he's had multiple interceptions every single year of his year except for one, so you can count on him for that. Um, you know, and in the index, he's he's, he's an impact player because looking back at his career, he has been an impact player, and that's kind of bringing me to kind of why you don't view him the way you probably should coming into this year. 2017, 26 impact plays. 2018, 24. 2019, 24. This year he had 18, okay? Now you're like, okay, and that's still pretty good. But, you know, if you read my article, I, I bring this up. He essentially was just seven, eight points away from being a top 15 defensive back. And he was like 20 points, slightly less than 20, I think, from being a top 12 defensive back. Um, in a Harrison Smith world, that's two impact plays. And we know he can get impact plays. Um, he didn't hit his usual career high numbers this year. Uh, his sacks were actually down. He's gone for at least one full sack every season since 2014. This is the first year he was under on that. So you can kind of, you know, if you're talk, playing, we're playing game of averages, you can give him one of those sacks back this upcoming year. Okay. You can get him back to his mean. If you give him one more game this last season, being the playmaker that Harrison Smith is, I think that he would have finished higher this year. He finished his defensive back 22, you know, and when we look at 22 and we look up on the top of the list, I mean, it's just we can't help. It's human nature to say he's not as good as those guys, but he is. And he deserves to be a top 12 guy because if for no other reason, you can count on him. OK, you can count on him. There's a level of consistency. Again, that's what I said. There are guys that we have not mentioned and he's number 12. This is the end of our defensive back ones. There are guys I have not mentioned on this list that will probably finish higher than these guys, but you cannot in good Faith, good conscience, good strategy, good skill, you know, just the way to play fantasy football. Don't draft them yet. These are the guys that you really want. I, I have total and complete faith in Harrison Smith this upcoming year. Um, they're getting Daniel Hunter back. Um, you know, Zimmer's done enough, I think, to kind of reconstruct that team the way that he wants on defense. Um, I think letting go of Xavier Rhodes really ended up hurting them more than they want to admit. They did get rid of Eric Wilson and Anthony Harris, which is another thing I brought up in the article. I want to quickly say there was a, a if you look at his Harrison Smith's ratio of assisted tackles to solo tackles, he's never had as many assisted tackles as he had this season. Another interesting thing is you go look at Eric Wilson's solos to assisted tackles. He had a bunch of assisted tackles. Now, the only thing I, I don't I haven't gone and watched every single defensive snap of the Vikings to figure out this mystery. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to speculate here. My speculation is Eric Kendricks would have one of the best seasons of his career. He did. He was playing insane this last year. He was getting a lot more tackles than he normally gets. I think it really just came to the found of the fact that he was getting more, he was getting in on more tackles this year than he has previously. And that kind of ran up the, the assisted tackle numbers on Eric Wilson and on Harrison Smith. If you convert, four or five of Harrison Smith's assists into solos. He's a DB one this last year. So there's a lot of context here. I'm just letting you guys know 
Harrison Smith. Don't sleep on him. If he's sitting on your waiver wire because somebody's like, he's old and he didn't do anything last year. Well, that's bullshit. Okay, go pick him up. Figure it out. He's good. You want him on your team. Age is so much less important, in my opinion. I don't have any charts or graphs to show you this. I mean, I'm just watching football for defenders because they're playing on instinct. They're playing reactive football. Um, and when you've played 10 years in the NFL at a high level as one of the best safeties in the league, Harrison Smith, you don't just go out with a whimper on a, you know, a mediocre season, you know, with this defense being one of the worst it's ever been. You are a leader of men. You are a playmaker. And trust me when I say that I have full faith in him. Wow, this turned into like a five-minute infomercial on why you should draft a Harrison Smith, why he's really great. I maybe need to get a jersey. I don't know. So, all right, IDP Army. That's our top 12 defensive backs. I'll read them off to you one more time for everyone who's on the podcast. We got Jamal Adams at number one, Buda Baker two, Jeremy Chen three, Jesse Bates four, Jabril Peppers five, Justin Simmons six, Von Bell seven, Antoine Winfield Jr. eight, Derwin James, nine. Oh, I missed somebody. I missed Jordan Poyer at 10. All right, guys. I guess somehow I, I, I just went straight to John Johnson. At 10, I do have Jordan Poyer here. Ugh, that's my bad. He was, uh, I believe he finished as the number two safety this last year. 16 games played. The reason, and I, I, I might get a little bit of hate for him and in, in, in Derwin James. The reason Jordan Poyer is this low and not higher is it's really simple. He's Every year he's been in Buffalo, his tackles have gone up. That's great. Love that. Amazing. Because he was never really a big tackle guy. He was more of an impact playing free safety. Traditionally, that was kind of his role. But every year since he's been with the Bills, his impact plays have gone down and his tackles have gone up. So his score, the way we view him in fantasy football, has generally maintained the same. He's a super elite asset. But to truly be an elite asset, unless you're Buda Baker, who is getting a zillion tackles, you have to be an impact player. 2017, 26 impact plays from Poyer. Love it. 2018, 23 impact plays from Poyer. Love it. 2019, 16 impact plays from Poyer. I'll take it. 2020, this is his best year in IDP. Only 15 impact plays. If he misses a few of those tackles, and, you know, he goes back to being, you know, and I expect, I anticipate Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano upping their uh, their uh, their game this year. And he's not going to get 124 tackles again, I promise you. Um, the fact that his impact plays are trending down, that's scary. So that's why he's at 10 and not at one or two or three. Like you may see some people rank him, um, you know. I try not to just copy-paste rankings. You know, I know there's a level of chalk to this game, obviously, but there's also a level of context and and research that you got to do. And that's just my belief system on Jordan Poyer. Uh, great player. He's not – I don't think he's going to get 124 tackles again this year. He got his – he finished his super highest last year on the back of that many tackles. I think it was the second most or the most at defensive back. Um, and his impact plays have been going down. So, oh, God, Shane, my dude, I miss you. Bro, you got to get on Twitter, okay? You got to. Uh, no Minka? Nah, dude. I got to keep it uh, I gotta keep it objective out here, okay? You know, people be out here trying to trying, trying to do me dirty. All right? And I'm trying to give you guys good information. Minka is a good, a great defensive back. Great. You know? But he's not a one, um, at least not this year. 
Now it's interesting, you know, he did not pick up Terrell Edmonds five fifth year option. So he's going to play this year, but that could open the door for a, a, a different role for Minka down the road, you know, depending on who they bring in and how things go. So um, I would like to see a Harrison Smith type of season out of him where he does put up some big tackles and, and also gets the high impact plays, but no Minka Fitzpatrick in the top 12. You'll have to tune in to the 13 through 24 show. If you guys want to know where old Minka falls or even if he is in the top 24, <gasps> what if he's not? Oh my gosh. All right. I appreciate you, IDP Army. Like this video if you are on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the podcast. Join the IDP Army Patreon. And before we get out of here, I'm going to give you one last message from some of our corporate overlords. What's up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, interrupting the show quickly to tell you guys about a new sponsor of the show, Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't checked out Monkey Knife Fight yet, you're definitely going to do that. Let me tell you what they have to offer, all right? Monkey Knife Fight is daily fantasy sports gaming website for casual sports fans that is simple and easy to use and easy to play. The users determine which superstars competing for the day's professional sporting events will record more or less than a contest provided. Monkey Knife Fight's daily fantasy prop games play similar to salary cap-based DFS games, but without all the algorithms, the lineups, and most importantly, the sharks. You guys got to go try this at IDP Army, okay? Monkey Knife Fight is like our brand, like the IDP Army brand. It's disruptive, it's forward-thinking, and they are definitely where we play daily fantasy sports. You guys should, too. Get started today with a 100% instant match bonus up to $50 if you use the promo code IDPARMY. That's only for the first time or new depositors only, but hopefully you guys are getting in there, winning some money, having a good time, and make sure whenever you guys get in there, and if you do win a little bit of money, you know, which is what we want you to do, take those winnings, go sign up with the Patreon, Patreon. Dot com that'll get you into the idp army patreon where you can check out the ultimate idp index the discord channel and all that other good stuff so idp army you know what to do back to the show all right that's pretty much everything. Two final notes. One, uh, next week, not this, not the next show, but it should be like two or three shows down the road. I have Charles Chill, Scott Connor, or coming on from the uh, Dynasty and Chill podcast. That is going to be dope. He is, we have a history go back. He was on the second podcast I ever did, I think I did with him. It was either him or he or Dan Cook. So he's coming on. We're going to talk some some dynasty uh, perspectives for you guys now that we're past the hullabaloo of May and the draft and the hot takes have simmered down. And the ADPs have settled in. Um, and we're going to see how Scott, all of his rookie drafts went, see how he's feeling about this class. Um, and then we're going to answer some questions, which is where this next bit is. Go to Sleeper. Go to the IDP Fantasy Football Channel. On Sleeper, there is a pinned uh, thread. Uh, put your questions in there. We are going to answer questions directly from there. If your question is in there, it will get answered on that show. We will answer other questions as well, but that's the number one spot to do it. And we have a new Facebook group. Go to Facebook, IDP Fantasy Football. You'll see it. it's got an IDP123 meme at the top. So join that, and don't forget to wash your hands. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. 
Hit the clock, tip blades on the fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up. You ain't getting it enough.